here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This episode of Shake Them Ropes, sponsored by Hims, for hymns.com slash str is your go-to. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, but you don't have to be one of those. Start treating. Right now, thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss before it happens. Try the website right now, for hymns.com slash str for your bonus. When you order now, our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy, but you should try for hymns.com slash str. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash str. For hymns.com slash str. I'm Rob McCarron. That's Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, we have Shake Them Ropes to do. I'm back. You're back. It's all going nuts. Rob McCarron. Why not bring Virgil back? He's in the game. Cross promotion. Bring him back. Jeff Hawkins. We have more stories for Virgil than we have half of our mid-card. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know with your explanation how they can't bring him back at this point. This year is coming up, Virgil. He needs the money. Jeffrey? Yes? Would you like to introduce me to your friends? Uh, everybody, this is, uh, as I ended the show last week, host in absentia, Rob McCarron, on Rob McCarron's Shake Them Ropes, starring Rob McCarron, with Jeff Hawkins. Am I, uh, is it like the Pope? Like, Popes don't really retire, they're always still the Pope. I'm still the host, even now. I may not be seen every once in a while, but I'm still, I'm still part of the masthead, if you will. You're still, you're still on the branding. Okay. And what branding it is as well. Uh, <laughs> Rob McCarron here at Rob from Indiana on Twitter. Jeff Hawkins at Crap Game 13. Not to take over your show, Jeff. Mm. Uh, but this is Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Shake Them Ropes episode 15, is it? I, I don't remember what episode we're at. I believe it's 278. 278, everybody. Uh, 278 episodes of glorified bliss from Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Jeff, I have some topics. I have, uh, obviously, we have our usual weekly segments that we'll get to uh, later in the show. Uh, segments that have been fondly embraced by the Shake Them Ropes audiences. The Ropies, I call them. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. But Jeff, I wanted to start with the uh, the big news of the week. Uh Pretty uh, kind of the reason why I'm back uh, this week on the show, because I watched this and I just had to get your thoughts on it. Uh, but Jeff, do you ever want to see another 20 minute Baron Corbin match? <laughs> uh, wait, was, wasn't there another guy in that match too? Uh, what's his name? Uh, that, that yeah. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yep. I believe, oh. uh, was the one. Uh, the, so it was tolerable the, to you then. Oh, the first universal champion? Yes. No, I, 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 I thought it was kind of a waste of time, to be honest with you, but I understand why they did it. They're heating up Baron for, uh, 
for Roman to run through because he always has to run through somebody big before he gets to the main event at whatever big pay-per-view is coming up. Yeah, to to get Roman ready for Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, he has to take on the man who cowardly walked away from Brock Lesnar in the main event segment of this week's Raw. That'll put butts in the seats. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again. Is it finally the time for Roman Reigns? I think they're going to hedge here. I think they're going to say originally, sure. And then if, if this audience boos, again, again, on audible again, and make anything to the end of raw where people actually were chanting for, uh, for Roman reigns, the, we want Roman chance, uh, slight as they were, did come across on television. My favorite thing about that though, is, is the people now saying that, well, that's because they wanted to see him save, uh, Paul Heyman. Right. Why, <laughs> why would you want to see Paul Heyman saved? It's not like Paul Heyman was up for the F5 or anything. You you can understand Brock was annoyed with Paul all night. He was just telling Paul, hey, you work for me. I don't work for you. I came out to save you because you do an okay job for me, but don't think you're the man. I'm the man here. You work for me. I don't need to be coming out here to save your ass. I just don't understand why they do this. Um, And not just Roman, but it's always there's a guy who's sought fame outside of WWE. And now, now that's going to be the program is that how dare he, we're going to turn our audience against him as opposed to using the outside audience to come in to the WWE. It's the most ridiculous logic in terms of booking strategy. And if this wasn't a, 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 a company with a huge stock dividend, <laughs> it would probably work against it. But the, I, I just, the whole Brock as, as, ooh, he's turned his back on all of you. And the way they did this so hard last night is just, I'm watching it going, wow, the, this company has for decades sought out, co-opted me- real media in hopes that they would get legitimacy as opposed to being seen as a bunch of carny tricksters. And here you take, I mean, they did this with The Rock in the movies. They do this with John Cena and the reality TV somewhat a little bit less, but they've done it with both The Rock now and with Braun, Braun Strowman, with, with Brock Lesnar. And it's just, it's it's amazing to watch, but I guess, hey, we don't need the mainstream media attention because we'll have Ronda win and we'll leak to our co-opted media and that will be the veneer of legitimacy. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, one more time. I feel like this is the time for Roman Reigns to actually beat Brock Lesnar because if Brock's going to fight in January or sometime soon in 2019 in UFC, he's leaving WWE. He's not going to come in for these one-time events. He's going to be training. He's going to be doing whatever he's doing. Uh, So, I I mean, unless they try to squeeze out one more match out of him in the October pay-per-view or November at Survivor Series. I mean, this is it. So Roman Reigns is getting it for that reason, just because there's no backup plan. There's no, there's, there's a backup plan. And I, I I went over it on the show last week. Did you not listen? Uh, No, I don't. I I don't listen to the (laughs) podcast. I don't appear on, uh, anywho, um, backup plan. Uh, this, I, I could guess your backup plan and that would be Braun Strowman cashing in at SummerSlam. Oh, I think I think Kevin Owens gets this briefcase. Okay, okay. I, I I do believe that whoever is the briefcase holder by the time Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns is going on or ends walks out of SummerSlam. There's your SummerSlam prediction. I believe too 
that the Money in the Bank briefcase holder is walking away as champion. But I feel like before that happens, Roman would beat Brock. Like yes. Roman is going to win. It's not going to be a, a Brock Lesnar win and then the cash in happens. Roman no. is the one getting cashed in on. Right. The whole thing is to give Roman more sympathy. I, I know. It, yeah. It, it's, oh, he's been screwed by fate again. <laughs> yeah, He finally and, oh, got the job done and now he's screwed. Oh my gosh. They keep, uh, he tries and tries and tries. He oh. wanted the greatest Royal Rumble, but you know, the cage and all that, the bag landed, you know, he really won here, but he got screwed over by the, by that evil diabolical Kevin Owens. And, you know, I just view, I think they view Kevin Owens as somewhat illegitimate as a champion in terms of holding the belt That's anyways. Fine. But he won it before. He, he held it. He can do it again. Yeah. Uh, what I find interesting is Roman Reigns loses to Finn Balor, loses to Braun Strowman, loses to Bobby Lashley. Like, of all the guys in the uh, of the six men who were put in matches to get this shot at Brock, Roman Reigns shouldn't have been there. I don't know who else deserves if you're like, if this were real. Roman Reigns had no like legitimacy for being involved in this at all, but they're not playing well, that did, up near did Seth. Cause okay. he got beat by uh Dolph. Okay. Yeah. But he was still a long reigning intercontinental champion. Like okay. he won some matches here and there. Like he deserved to be one of the guys. Roman Reigns just keeps losing to everybody. Like what is he doing? Oh, because he's the uncrowned champion because he lost the cage match to Brock. Yeah. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's just, uh, they're trying but, of course, they're focusing on the fact that Roman Reigns is going through all this. He's the uncrowned champion. All the positive stuff, not the negatives, because this guy will be your champion for maybe a minute. And who's to say? Maybe he does walk out of SummerSlam as the actual champion and whatever happens either happens on Raw the next night or doesn't happen at all. Roman Reigns could be the champion for a while. Uh, seems a little odd timing for that to happen. Uh, but if all this goes down, Jeff, if all this goes down and you get a Money in the Bank winner, or Brock Lesnar wins, well, whatever that case may be. It seems likely, right, that Roman Reigns is probably getting a prominent title match at WrestleMania either way. Whether he's the champion or whether he's still chasing, Roman Reigns is going to be one of your title headliners at WrestleMania again. Oh, yeah. Does and there'll that... probably be a part-timer against him. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Could be a part-timer against him. Uh, any momentum towards The Rock versus Elias? Oh, my goodness. I I posited something. I got a little bit of pushback on it this week that I keep thinking that all the all these rumors of The Rock being, quote unquote, interested in WWE is because his movies that his non intellectual property movies that he top lines like Skyscraper, they underperform at the box office. And he uses the WWE to then get his mojo back to then. Oh, he's a big star. I mean, look, he's a he's a high level movie star. Don't get me wrong, but he's not an A list can carry a movie. I don't think kind of movie well, star because those things A-lister. don't really ex- those things don't really exist anymore. To be right. honest with you, it's all about whatever the intellectual property it, is. It's franchise on. films, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's just weird to me that that people play. Well, he really loves wrestling. I go, you don't understand what, how The Rock views his brand. I think he, if he never had to come back to WWE again, he wouldn't. I mean, he does it. He does it to keep he to to foster goodwill. But I don't think he necessarily has any love for, you know, putting his body on the line and putting through it, the grind of a match when he has like an insurance contract for stunts for a movie he's supposed to be doing. That will also probably underperform, like the one <laughs> when he tore his labrum. And it's like, oh, we gotta put this production off for a year, and then 
turns out that that movie tanked too. So I'm, or, you know, he's he's a guy who can open a movie, you know, maybe for a weekend if it's a if there's nothing else opening, and then it craters like San Andreas did. And that's yeah. not default. I mean, everybody would love to be in that position, but I, I just I view this a little this move a little bit more as a shrewd business move rather than I really want to come back and perform for the fans. These movies are also ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are big budget sci-fi channel films. Like this skyscraper is, is basically die hard for, (laughs) for the Americans with disabilities act. Oh, that I didn't see the second half of that sentence coming. Well, I, I was trying to think of a different way to say paraplegic or a man with uh, special needs or or whatever because he has a fake leg. Oh, that's right, because he's one-legged. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's the main plot twist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a twist. You kind of see it going on there. But uh, let's. I mean, the box office so far for both of these movies make it profitable. They'll do well on DVD and home video, I'm sure. Uh, they're going to be profitable movies. It's not like he's doing bombs here. I mean, but they, I think Eli- Elias is, is the type of guy, act that could, you know, he's the honky tonk man. Rock comes out, rock bombs him. One, sure. two, three. There you go. This will be more. This isn't John Cena versus The Rock here. This is uh, Eric Rowan versus The Rock, but maybe mm-hmm. pre-advertised. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe not pre-advertised. Uh, they're in New York, too. I mean, this WrestleMania is happening in New York. Big market. That's the place. That's the place to do it. Yeah. And uh, to have The Rock, Ronda Rousey on the show, uh, you know. Brock Lesnar probably would work WrestleMania, I would imagine. Uh, but you never know. It depends on when his UFC fight is. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on for WrestleMania so far. If Elias and The Rock comes to fruition, someone else who might be on that uh, that WrestleMania show, I would imagine he'll be on the WrestleMania show, probably is the Royal Rumble winner main eventing against Emma, Randy Orton. Jeff, <laughs> did you miss Randall Keith Orton? Not really, and I didn't like his re-debut, to be honest with you. What? How did you not? In how do you, All right, first of all, he's got the slow pace back to the ring. Love it. He's got the vest now because he's going all Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is what he started doing when he was throwing a fit with Legacy and was on the meteoric rise, and then that all fell through. Uh, Randy Orton's back, baby. Randy Orton's back, cutting hella great promos. Beating up Jeff Hardy, which no one gets tired of guys beating up Jeff Hardy. That's the best part of this is watching people like Shinsuke and Randy Orton see who can punch him in the balls harder. I love it. I love that uh, Shinsuke uh, Nakamura is motivated to be more of a bad guy than this. Like he's he's punching Jeff Hardy in the balls, right? He's trying to punch AJ Styles in the balls. And here Randall uh, Orton comes in and is kicking people in the balls beating them all over the place. And Shinsuke Nakamura is like, Oh shit, this guy's for real. I gotta watch I gotta this re- guy. I got to rebook your event though for, uh, for mania because it's not going to be Emma. He's facing, it's going to be the undertaker Ooh. and the, and the two of them are going to have a race what? down the ramp to see who can go the slowest. Oh, okay. Oh, and well, I mean, if they do that, at least it's something new. At least it's something new. Oh, and that's going to be a long ramp too. New York. Woo. Hey, you're gonna have some time. What do you uh, What do you plan out if you're Kidman? You're uh, You're giving that twenty minutes tops, right, or minimum? I would say. Oh, I think you give give them both an hour and a half combined. Hour and a half combined. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I I wish they would do one time. I'm telling you right now, like the idea that they start a Randy Orton entrance 
and then have a match for like five minutes. And by the time that match is over, Randy's still walking to the ring. Like, save some time. We know, Randy, you're going to take some time walking to this ring. We're going to have a match in between. We're going to have Heath, Heath Slater squash match. I'm I'm waiting for that day. They don't have to do it on pay-per-view by any means, but you do it on SmackDown. You have a, you know, you start the entrance, you have a match, and Randy Orton, by the time the match is over, is finally there, and boom! No commercial necessary. You got uh, You got some quick time there. Got some quick time there. That's all. Randy Orton is back. Randy Orton's back in this feud with Jeff Hardy. Like the whole time when he was returning too, I thought this was okay. This is your way of getting Jeff Hardy out of here. Uh, let him rest up that back. I mean, the guy can't do his swan time every night because his back's all screwed up. So get him out of here, but no, they're going to have a match. Probably it's going to be Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Then maybe Jeff Hardy will go for a little bit. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Uh, but I thought they were easily getting Randy ready for AJ, but they're doing AJ and Samoa Joe instead. Uh, Randy Orton's not doing Shinsuke Nakamura. What the hell is going to happen with Shinsuke Nakamura? Who's going after Shinsuke Nakamura? I think I think they're all going after each other. I think that's going to be the deal. Uh, judging from what I saw, I haven't watched SmackDown all the way. I just know a few key things here. I think it's going to be kind of a kind of a I'm meaner than you. No, I'm meaner than you. And then okay. Jeff Hardy is kind of the valiant. So you guy. see, you see a three way, a triple threat for the U.S. Championship at uh, SummerSlam. Yes. Okay. Well, that would be interesting because we already have a triple threat now in the women's championship match on SmackDown. Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Charlotte's back. She is cleared to wrestle. And not only that, she is getting a title shot at SummerSlam to become, what is it now, the 18th time champion? Is she breaking the record already? It's something like that. Uh, But poor Becky Lynch can't get that singles title shot. And she earned it. That's the funny thing is, and I think, Perhaps we get a Becky Lynch heel turn. I don't know, but uh, I think the two of them cancel each other out, and it's kind of obvious that that's how Carmella sneaks away. I'm telling you what, I don't even know if it's sneaking away. If Becky Lynch were to turn heel, at least that gives her focus to her character, and she could do a long run with Charlotte. That would be the best thing for her right now. Like, do the heel turn for Becky. When it was a one-on-one match, I thought Becky would win, and then that would be the... have her keep the belt up until, and they still may do this, keep it up until evolution pay-per-view. Yeah. And then she can have a great one-on-one match there. Cause I think, I think that's the way to go with this thing is, is you, you put the horse women in, in a position to succeed on top of the card. Right. As, as the people who kind of really built this and then all the nostalgia acts and the, you know, the pretty girls who, you know, have great character, you put them a little bit lower on the card. Well, you could do, I mean, if, if Carmella does uh, walk away as the champion and you want to have someone else go after her for the uh, for the evolution pay-per-view in October, you do Charlotte and Becky Lynch one on one for a title shot. That would be a really good match for both of them and uh, and competitive. And it would be one of the highlights of the show. There's a lot of different ways you can go about uh, mm-hmm. booking that evolution evolution show and making it worth something. Uh, but just this, the, Becky Lynch is the Naomi of right now where you just, she's going to get that shot. The momentum's going her way. She deserves it. She earns it. All her performances get her there. And then uh, someone else just creeps their way in because of their name value. I, I'm not a fan of the nostalgia angle to the evolution pay-per-view. I thought they did a fine enough love letter to the division for the Royal Rumble. What, what do, do you, you mean? Think? What do you mean by nostalgia view of evolution? What is that? Uh, because I think Trisha's getting a match. I think Lita's probably getting a match. Might be a multi-woman match that they win to get the moment. But, but apparently that apparently there's like 50 women that are going to be on this card from past and present. Sure. So and that yeah. uh, to me that's okay because you I mean listen, it's going to go three and a half four hours, right? 
and there's going to be a lot of spots available on this show. And yes, you have a lot of women in your division right now that can get matches, but you can put some of these uh, names from the past in with the current women. Uh, you're probably going to have a multi uh, tag match, you know, like a eight person tag or a uh, eight woman or 10 woman tag. There's going to be a lot of these uh, former past stars all in one match. Let I me think ask there will you be this. spots. Let I me cut you off. Let me cut you off. Cut me off. It's your show. <laughs> it, it, is Nikki Bella in a top two match on this show? I don't think so. Okay. I think the Bellas will be in a match, but I think they'll be teaming if they do wrestle. And if not, maybe Nikki Bella will just have a match and she can. I don't I don't see a top match. First of all, we're going to have the finals of the Mae Young Classic as one of the top matches. You're going to have the two title matches, which Nikki Bella will not be in, uh, you know, headlining oh, the show. I could see them putting in with Ronda. Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey just because? As a super fight? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. Put Ronda versus Shayna in there. I'll take that. Yeah, but that Shayna wouldn't have to. She wouldn't be the NXT champion, so something would have to happen there. I don't know. I don't see Shayna losing uh, this go around to Kyrie Sane. But stranger things have happened. Uh, so yeah, I, there's a lot of different ways you can go. It's also two months away still, so it's a long, uh, long time away. A lot of things can happen. There's you know plenty of pay per view and TV in between. Um, one of the last general wrestling questions that doesn't relate to anything TV specifically right now is with the with the fact that Hulk Hogan has been welcomed back into the Hall of Fame with uh, him seemingly being in TV cities and people wondering if he's going to show up on TV. My question to you, Jeff, is does putting Hulk Hogan on television do any good at all? Like, does WWE need him? Is there something for him? You can welcome him back into the Hall of Fame and welcome him back into the fold without putting him on TV, Yes. The answers to do they need him and all those other things is is a hearty no. Um, his value right now is as brand ambassador to the network for those fans of nostalgia who would want to buy the network. That That is pretty much it. He has no real currency being on any kind of main or current product. And to me, I, I'm, I'm still of the opinion that they did tape his apology and that they're I'm using sure they it did. to drive a show for the network that shows his redemption, right. like a 30 for 30 type oh, of thing. I mean, yeah, the next WWE 24 would be Hulk Hogan's day back in WWE. I mean, yeah, they could do that because the whole premise of 24 was obliterated when they did this Hardy's uh, documentary. I mean, the whole idea of 24 was, yeah, you give some backstory, but it was 24 hours in the life of whoever their subject was. You know, the, the pay-per-view to Raw the next night, the the day of Daniel Bryan's retirement. And then the Hardys one is just, you know, their whole story <laughs> from start to finish. So 24 can be about whatever they want it to be right now. So that could be your, your documentary for Hulk Hogan. I'm sure they recorded it. I, there's no doubt whether they show it or not, especially if Hogan looks bad in it and doesn't really feel contrite. I don't know if they'll air it for anything, but they, they tape everything these days. Nothing mm -hmm. backstage at WWE is not recorded. Better watch out, kids. Everything's recorded. Uh, I, yeah, I just I'm I'm with you. I don't see a benefit to putting them on TV. It causes more trouble. It's like so. Yeah, it, it's you just bring up so many more questions and pass, and you relive what got him suspended in the first place. So it's not like you have to hide Hulk Hogan away. You don't have to. You don't have to bury him. You don't. You, you bring him in. You have him at the big events. Um, not on not on television necessarily, but 
hosting, being in media conference, whatever the case may be, have him as part of your brand, but you don't have to smother him on TV. He shouldn't be an on-screen character. God, we know we already have, you know, four power characters on Raw when you had Triple H and Stephanie. Plus he had Vince, he had five, and you got Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. Uh, SmackDown a little less so because Shane hasn't been on the TV too much. You just got Paige running around there, but too many authority figures. You don't need Hulk Hogan back as an authority figure, uh, but maybe put over the, maybe appear him on NXT TV, you know, something kind of low key, something on the network. So if you want to pop a subscriber base for the network, like, Hey, Hulk Hogan's going to appear on NXT and he puts over one of the young guys or something like that. It, it can be small scale. It doesn't have to be big. But watch, they'll they'll bring him back. They'll have him on TV a couple times. Then he'll show up on the very first Fox Smackdown as like the big thing. Watch Hulk Hogan come back. Yeah, the irony of this whole thing is that most people pursue fame because they want the money that goes along with it. And now on this second kind of turnaround for Hulk, he has all that gawker money and he's now going out there trying to get the fame back. He is. He's trying. He's got money. We'll see if they uh, they give him any of that money. First of all, he's got to he's got to possess it. First, I don't know if he's gotten much of it, um, but that's a question for other people, more journalistic mm. reporter based people out there. Uh, if those people exist, <laughs> Jeff, yes, it is that we can't push it back any further. This is a segment that everyone stays tuned for week after week. It is time for our weekly NXT power rankings. Power rankings, NXT. Um, <laughs> well, you do your power ranking. I'm going to be trying to get Bola tickets, see if we can do that. Is that happening right now? In about two minutes, yeah. Two minutes? Do we need to pause? Do we need to? Nah. Oh, I, I I'm, not, I'm not going that hard for him. Trust gonna, me. Well, plus there's going to be a lot more opportunity for them, right? They're in the new building. This is a larger building. It's no, not going to sell. They, they haven't expanded the number of tickets though, because what? they still use the same system. It's ridiculous. How does that work? Uh, the number that they put up for sale is the same. That makes no sense. I thought the I building, agree. the building could host more. That's why they went to it in the first place because they oversold the tickets and needed to run this building. Well, they might be. I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be more general admission and standing room, I guess. Maybe. Who knows? OK, well, hey, good luck to you. Thanks. Uh, good luck to you on this. As I go through number four and number three are tied together uh, because they are going to be opponents for the North American Championship at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Number four is Ricochet and number three is Adam Cole. Because finally, these guys are out of the brush. You know, Adam Cole still has his group, the Undisputed Era, but he's been focused more on television. He's wrestled a singles match against Sean Maluda. Uh, he's looking good. He's got the crowd behind him. He's by himself in a way. Uh, Ricochet, single superstar coming in. You know, the reports out there that he's boosting NXT live event attendance in Florida. And why the hell not? You don't really get Ricochet in Largo, Florida too often. So, of course, they're going to come out and see him. Uh, but Ricochet versus Adam Cole is going to be a singles match that I Baby. feel. That's right. We'll steal the show and be very important. Come NXT T, uh, TV and Brookover, uh, Brooklyn takeover time. Uh, Ricochet going for the belt. Is it time for Ricochet to be a singles champion? Or does the North American championship not mean too much yet? You don't really have to carry that belt around to be anything. Uh Ricochet, Adam Cole, number four and three on the takeover top four. What do you think? Uh, I, I don't think it's time to change it just yet. 
wow, it already just sold out. I just clicked Are on it. Are you serious? I was trying to get front row for uh for last night and it's like it, it instantly sold out. Jesus. I think I think they probably had them I think they probably already had them uh That's just ridiculous. Already had already had them uh kind of earmarked for front row, so never mind. That's chaos. Uh Okay, well, never mind. I'm and not and let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. It, you're it's, you're not missing out on too much. You're not you're not missing out on too much. It's not 2015, so no. Um, PCO is your headliner. I, Ugh. I I wanted to see some PCO in in Reseda, to be honest with you. But uh, let me. I I don't think it's time to take any of the belts off the undisputed era. I think they're too good of a stable. I I really do. I think they're kind of one of those. We can build every program kind of like the horsemen of old type of or the dangerous alliance or, you know, even to a lesser extent in WWE, the Heenan family in some ways. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think they're one of those stables which having the belt makes everybody else better and especially the baby faces chasing them. It makes them better as well. I, I think I think it's not time to switch the North American title. Okay. All right, maybe establish it first before you start doing like hodgepodge title yeah, changes. Just they let tried it. tried to establish it yeah. terribly last week when Cole cut that promo. And goes, I've even been defending this in the UK. It's like, yeah, but nobody really saw you defending it like in progress or whatever. Right. And <laughs> so, the timelines are also a little wacky because like the way they tape television and the way they when they air, like. It's getting to be where there's so many UK. I mean, they just had NXT UK running house shows at the same time as the NXT guys, plus the Florida loop. Uh, it's it's getting to be a lot. It's getting to be a lot to follow. So uh, sometimes it's almost easier just watching the TV and not trying to pay attention to these live events. Uh, but they, it's getting a little bit uh, tougher to follow, tougher to follow all the happenings because they have all these brands. Imagine if 205 Live like toured on their own. Like I know they want them to, uh, it would be insane. It would be insane. So that's number four and three, uh, on the NXT power rankings this week. Number two, Jeff, a new entrant into the power rankings was not on here last week. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, number two in the NXT power rankings. And I say this just because there are reports, Jeff, you know, that he has decided to accept a WWE offer. He's coming into the fold. WWE really amping up on trying to get everyone under their umbrella because they have a lot of money, if you haven't heard. Uh, Jeff, chances that Matt Riddle appears on NXT TV this calendar year, minus the usual, hey, we signed this guy appearance on TakeOver. Actual TV appearance this year, yes or no? Yes. I think there's six months left. There um, are there. Uh, well, I mean, there are five months left. By the time he reports, there are four months left. And you're heading into a weird time in NXT where they're starting to get ready for TakeOver Royal Rumble. And if Matt Riddle doesn't have really a spot on that show, do they put him on TV right now? Plus, this seems like a guy where if you needed to have a guy down in the performance center for three months to see if like he's not crazy. Matt Riddle's that guy that you need to be yeah. watching for three months before committing anything to him. But I could also see them debuting him on NXT War Games, which I have tickets for. I'm very happy about that. Do you? Where's, um, where's that event at? Los Angeles. Okay, interesting. I Survivor not... Series weekend. There you go. There you go. Are you going to Survivor Series too? Yes. Oh man, you just got all the tickets. No, I'm not going to Raw and SmackDown. How many? But, uh, <laughs> how many LeBron games are you going to go to this year? Zero. I've never been to a Laker game out here. Okay, well that's all the more reason to do one. Nah. 
I, I have no interest in it. Okay. But but I I think there's a chance they debut him there and maybe he has an undercard match. I, I can see them holding him off. I think you're exactly right on that. I want to slow everybody's role in the commentary about him being quote unquote the guy or possibly the guy. Right. Just be just because he's very talented <laughs> he's, in the ring. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be the guy. He might be a big heavyweight contender and, on the next team. Do you he know why NXT. he's not gonna be the guy? Because that first time he meets Vince McMahon backstage or something, shakes his hand, Vince is gonna look at him and if he's seen Fast Time at Ridgemont High, he's gonna think Jeff Spicoli. If okay. not, he's just gonna think this guy isn't serious. He's just a flake. He's not gonna project that aura of alpha male that oh. I think Vince really wants in his guys, quote unquote. Well, the other part so, of that, I mean, go ahead. I, just to counter that is, he wouldn't be meeting Vince until he makes the main roster anyway. Like he's no. got to get through the NXT, you know, rigmarole first. He's gotta he's gotta come into the performance center, keep his head on straight, you know, stay in one place at a time. And uh, hopefully forget or not forget that he's working for WWE and not try to book himself on a second show somewhere. <laughs> but yes, but but on the other hand, him keeping his nose clean and his head straight in NXT has very little to do because, of course, Vince does not watch NXT. Right. So 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 it's basically, OK, let's see if you can behave yourself down here and then, OK, maybe you go to the main roster and then it's day one every day up on the main roster, as they like to say. Well, and to the point too, like a lot of people like to make fun of triple H, you know, explaining that Finn Balor had to be in NXT for a year to learn camera work and television and all this stuff when he's been on major shows, but really it's kind of that way for Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle hasn't been in ring of honor. He hasn't been on big new Japan shows. He hasn't worked in these large crowd. Yes. He's been on UFC, but that's a whole different ball game. He hasn't worked these large wrestling events where there's, massive television like he didn't have to worry about that and evolve as far as where the cameras were too much so some of this kind of makes sense for matt riddle why he would need to be at the performance center you know learning yes. a little bit yeah no he can he can i mean and it goes into my thinking he can do a match as a debut right but he's gonna he's gonna have to learn how to talk in the wwe vernacular and that's gonna be the big barometer for me because to, i mean He's done plenty of interviews with our friend Sean Rossap over at Fightful. I think, I mean, he can talk. I just don't know if he can talk the right way. Yeah, well, you shall see. But a uh, pretty big jump from obscurity to number two on the NXT power rankings this week for uh, Matt Riddle. Number one, Jeff, also a first time, uh, first time being on the NXT power rankings, jumping up all the way to number one, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are number one on the NXT power rankings. Over Ciampa? Over okay. Tommaso Ciampa. That's right. Tommaso Ciampa, who, uh, who I believe is the NXT world heavyweight champion now. So something tells me they might have something for him. Anyway, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are number one. And the big reason why, Matt Riddle signing with WWE, the last of the true independent like top guys right now. Uh, that doesn't work for Ring of Honor or isn't a member of the Bullet Club. Matt Riddle going to WWE. I ask you, Jeff, why on earth would the Young Bucks ever sign with WWE when now they're even more in demand? They got their tours that are that give them lengthy breaks going to Japan. 
They can work a couple of weekend shows here and there for Ring of Honor. They're selling merch like crazy. They're businessmen in their own right. They own all this merch that they have selling. Uh, They're making so much money and have so much free time. Why would they risk that to go to NXT or just be another tag team in the Raw tag team division? Because of the Crash Davis conundrum. You can be the best guy you want in the minor leagues, but you always want your time in the show. And right now the WWE is the show. I I know not a lot of people think that that are outside of it, but to people in the zeitgeist, people, normals, people who don't, you know, deconstruct every move of the wrestling industry like we do. You know, if they're if you're not in WWE, you don't matter. Okay. And there's always hold on, let okay. me let me Go finish. Ahead. Go ahead. And and look, the Bucks are making great money. But there's always the chance for more money, for transformational wealth. For yeah, here's a hundred bucks, get out of my way type of money. And, you know, they have a hundred bucks, of course, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, you walk up to a house, you have a suitcase full of money. You say you have 30 minutes to get your stuff and get out type of money, that kind of money. You have the chance at the WWE and plus you get health insurance. You can repair all those nagging injuries you got doing all, breaking your ass on the Indies. You, you don't get health insurance in WWE as a wrestler. You still have to pay for it on your own and they could be paying for their own right now oh no they covered they covered in wwe no they they pay for your injuries that's not the same as health insurance well let's put it this way all of a sudden you find an injury and you go oh wow. okay is that what it is this is mike canellis this is mike and maria canellis like hey let's go to wwe and have our baby right then i did not that there's that. anything wrong with that and not that not that's exactly that. what they did i'm just saying I, this is the I situation think the only reason the only reason they do it is to see if they could work the system to their benefit and to make transformational wealth. There's yeah. no creative, there's no, there's no creative endeavor in the WWE. They can do that. It's better than now because they have creative control of their entire gimmick. That I think you're, I think you hit the nail on the head though, but it's pretty much as they get older and as their kids get older, that touring schedule is not going to be one that they want if they want to watch their kids grow up. So I, th- right. I just don't think they're going to show. No, I don't think, I, I don't think they would. And also, it, okay, not wrestling, not uh, entertainment, regular work. You're a regular guy. You work for a company and you have an idea that's similar vein, but you find that you can work for yourself and you are making more money doing things on your own and having your own business than working for a company. Isn't that what people strive for is working on their own and making more. That's what the young bucks are doing right now. They're in wrestling, making more than they would by going immediately to WWE. So where's the urgency? Why? Yeah, I can understand WWE wanting them. They want everybody right now. I could understand that. If I'm Matt and Nick Jackson, I don't know why on earth I would, I would obviously listen. I'd consider I'd, Go back and forth. If you want to be in WWE, you make it to where, hey, you have to pay me this much and we're coming in under these circumstances or else we're not coming in. Like they're not going to just take hey, you can work for NXT and hopefully eventually be stars on the main roster. No, like if they want to do that, that's fine. I don't see why they would want to come in right now because WWE is not going to offer them a main event slot, and main event money. No, but I'll tell you the one situation where they would consider it. I think I think if enough of their friends are still in there 
and in prominent positions and could hey, you know what? It's different now. We can do our own thing here and we can really change the culture. It'd be a fool's bet. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I mean, until Vince McMahon leaves, WWE is going to be WWE. But if they had enough friends in there where they could make a nice life for themselves and kind of protect themselves politically, perhaps, maybe, but I, I really don't see it. Okay. And that's all. I was just curious, but that is your uh, NXT power rankings for this week. The Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, number one. Jeff, I put it out on Twitter, at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, got a couple of questions from the listeners. Uh, just a couple of quick questions to go over on this episode of Shake Them Ropes. Uh, we have one coming in. Where is the question? From Ben, who asks... Is Javier Baez going to be the NL MVP? Jeff, I think we're I think we're both in agreement that uh, that's a yes. Sure. <laughs> if it's not, yeah. Jeff, I was hoping for the Nationals question. I can answer that one because I listen to enough Washington radio. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Should the Nats? This comes from Jeff in Nola. I don't know why you would be in Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola, but Jeff is. Uh, Jeff's good people. I met him in uh, in Nola. Should the Nats, God, Aaron Nola can fit two. Wow. Okay. Uh, should the Nats have traded Bryce Harper? And I, I think we're both in agreement on this one. That's a resounding yes. Yes, and they probably should have traded Max Scherzer because it's over in. in oh Washington. no, you can't trade Max Scherzer because you can compete next year, and they probably will. No, you cannot trade oh, Max. Scherzer. You mean after after you fired Dave Martinez and the pitching coach? You're not going to fire Dave. Coach because no. they've gotten. Uh, you're, oh, you're ridiculous. Dave Martinez stinks. You're out this of the bubble. This team stinks. This team's pitching stinks. Uh, this team they need just to scored, fire somebody. This team just scored 25 on the Mets tonight. Well, that's the Mets. I could score 12 on them. You could score six. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. <laughs> oh, yes, the Mets the, stink. The yes, Dodgers are good. We're good. We're great. Yes, okay. the Nats should have traded Bryce Harper, get some return. Oh, let's although, see. Although, how much could you get for him? I mean, the, the thing is, everybody's saying that his value went up after this, after the home run derby thing. And I'm just like, no, he has to prove he has in-game stuff. Yeah, still. no, and, the value... And your value doesn't go up by winning a home run derby, yeah. by being and a star the, in an exhibition night. I'm sorry. It does not happen. And that I way. got news for you. The Yankees don't really want him anymore. Well, so. they don't have room for him. Of course they don't want him. He, he has nowhere to play for them. Jeff William on Twitter asks Rob McCarron versus Jeff Hawkins is booked on a show. Any show doesn't matter. Lay out the match and the story for me. Who wins? How? Why does Jeff make Rob eat a hat? Does Rob's wife cost Jeff the match? Does someone blade answer me? Uh, I will put Rob over. I will. I will probably blade for him and he will. You know what? How he'll finish me with a curb stomp. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think every um, move, every move I, I hit in the match will be a curb stomp. I'm just going to keep hitting those for like 15 minutes. Here, here's how it goes out. Rob, I'll, I'll come down and, and geez, I don't even have my old gear anymore, but I'll come down. Rob will be dressed as a referee. And I think this will be easy pickings, but underneath his ref ref gear, he has like flash paper and he just throws a fireball in my face. Yep. Then he just starts be and then curb stomp probably into thumbtacks because he's a sadistic son of a bitch. Yeah. The, you're going to, you're going to be entering the ring. Here's how I envision this starting, right? I'm the referee in the ring. I'm wearing a fake mustache. You don't know it's me. 
Okay. So you're entering the ring in your robe and golden gear, and there's just thumbtacks already splattered across the mat, and you're a little confused, like, what's happening? Did I enter the right place? And then the lights go out, big Titantron entrance for Rob, uh, and then the lights, and then Rob never appears. What's happening? What's going on? I rip off the mustache. You don't see me. You're facing the other way towards the ramp. I rip off the mustache, twist you around, give you the stunner, because of course, and then 15 curb stomps, and then the match starts. We go from there. Oh, Obviously, 15, huh? Uh, well, at least a minimum of 15 curb stomps throughout the night. I don't know if I'm giving you like 15 in a row, uh, but there oh. will be 15 curb stomps thrown throughout. Uh, I imagine I will take a good share of my own, too. Like, I envision the match just being curb stomps galore. That's the only move either of us hit. Well, I put you over in Indiana at Black Label Pro, probably, so that all your friends can come watch you put get put over. And then you yeah. you do the favor for me somewhere like at Nova Pro oh, Wrestling. No, no, no. Wait, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. No, I tell you I'm going to do the favor for you. And then I just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. And then eventually one of us has died. Well, really how this goes is I cut some amazing promos in like the four weeks leading up to this match. And then I hold up the promoter for money. Right. And I, I buy Naturally. crack somewhere. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. This is taking a dark turn. Now, <laughs> now all of a sudden, uh, yeah, now all of a sudden we're going to have to go into the backstory of all that. And then before you know it, WWE 24 day in the life of Jeff Hawkins, mm-hmm. just with all your arrests. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes with me winning a barbed wire thumbtack curb stomp galore match and then never doing the rematch. Uh, and then in the uh, only in the only the place you'd ever be a baby face. Right. I don't know if I would be. I don't know if that's the case. Oh, really? But these Twitter questions, thank you, everyone, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, lead us into a new segment. This has never been done before on this show, a segment called Rob Asks Jeff Questions. Jeff, are you ready? I am ready. All righty. Toto is releasing a cover version of Weezer's Hashpipe in response to Weezer's covers of Toto's Africa and Susanna. Jeff, is Africa a Rosanna or Susanna? Susanna, sorry. sorry. No, it's Rosanna. Rosanna. I wrote Suzanne because that's a Weezer song. I was getting these songs confused in my head. Rosanna, that's right. Rosanna, Weezer covered Africa and Rosanna. And now Toto is going to cover Weezer's Hashpipe. First of all, hyped for that, August 10th, I believe it comes out. Jeff, is Africa a great song or the greatest song? It is a great song done by Toto. Not a fan of Weezer version. Have you heard the Weezer version? I really haven't heard the Weezer version. Um, well, pause the show. I'm giving you five minutes to go listen to it. Dun, 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 dun. And we're back, Jeff. How was that? Yeah, it was Weezer. <laughs> oh, that's a compliment if I've ever heard one. <laughs> USA Networks, The Sinner, returns this week for season two. Jeff, did you watch season one? And if so, what was your gut reaction to Jessica Beale diddling her sick sister? Jeez, oh, I didn't watch it, but uh, I don't have to watch it now. Thanks, Rob. That is a real <laughs> scene. That is a real scene that happened. My wife and I were watching The Sinner, and granted, we're a year late. We we kind of watched the first few episodes and then kind of fell out of it because, I mean, Jane the Virgin came back, so obviously that takes precedent. Uh, and then we're rewatching The Sinner now. We're catching up before season two, and there's a scene where Jessica Beale is diddling her leukemia-ridden sister. 
And that was the uh, that was the hand wave moment for my wife. She is not watching the rest of the show after that scene. So uh, I have have literally watched no episodic television with any regularity since uh, since Justified went off the air. And other than that, it's been wrestling and sleep mostly. Well, you got to watch Barry. You got to watch Barry. I've been told that. Yes, you got to watch Barry. I'm sure you would relate to much of it. All right. This has been a resounding, resounding debut for Rob. I take that back. Questions. Go Game of Thrones. I keep up. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones. I, that's one. I think a lot of people, if they, you don't watch TV, watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Jeffrey. Hmm? Brian Dozier, John Axford and Manny Machado to the Dodgers. Jeff, how many World Series games will you attend this year? Game seven, baby. Going. God, with that roster, can't imagine this thing going more than four. Yeah, well, I just, I just hope that the Dodgers don't have their, their oh, usual yeah, end well, of the year slump. I forgot. <laughs> that's coming. I, I forgot Clayton Kershaw would pitch probably two games, so I guess it's going to have to go minimum six. When Matt Kemp gets cold. Oh, and he's going to. He's going to get cold. Uh, those L.A. winters, I've heard. L.A. winters that happened in September Rob, for Matt Kemp. I got a question for you. Whoa, this is a whole new twist to Rob Ask Jeff questions. Jeff is going to ask Rob a question. What? NFL training camps have opened. Have they? How many games will the Cleveland Browns win this year? Six. This is a whole new team, baby. This whole new team. This is a weaker Steelers team. This is a weaker. Well, it, it's weak because Jeff Flacco or Joe Flacco is the quarterback. It's a weaker Ravens team. Now, if they go to Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. I'm telling you right now. But with Joe Flacco busts, uh, you're going to run into the Jets. Maybe I think I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this Browns team is going to win a minimum of six games. And don't be surprised. If they book their flights to round one of the playoffs. That's right. That's right. Wild card Saturday Browns with, with six wins. Well, no, if they get to like nine or 10 oh. wins, okay. not with six wins, I'm saying minimum six wins book it right now. I believe, uh, what is the over under? Uh, I think the dolphins is six and a half. So I'm going to go. The Browns are probably like a four and a half. I'm going over baby. Like I'm throwing all the money on over on that one. The Browns are going to be a team to beat. It'll be fun to watch on Sundays, I'm telling you. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry running around, Jarvis in the slot, being the number two receiver he is. Baker Mayfield, whew, boy, this guy's got a pipe on him and a pretty good arm, too. <laughs> Jeff, according to CNBC.com, the worst state to live in is Arkansas. Jeff, are they right? Yes. Oh, wow. That was, uh, I was unexpected. Arkansas, man, we are. Oh, not I thought you were looking one. for the tag. I keep going. For it. No, there's no tag. I got one more. I got one more, Jeff. 66% of men lose their hair by 35. Jeff, how should men solve this problem for themselves? I believe with four hymns. That's right. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss before it happens. No snake oil pills or gas station supplements, but real solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. It's so easy and you can save money too by visiting forhims.com/str. 
Try the website, try the products. I can attest that this is the easiest way you'll find to keep that beautiful flowing mane of yours. Do it the easy way with fourhims.com slash str. And when you order now, our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy, but you should just go to fourhims.com slash str. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash str. Fourhims.com slash str today. Do it. Jeff, what else is going on in your world, the world of wrestling? Uh, have you watched any of Glow Season 2 yet? I have not yet, but when we do, we'll do audio. We will. We will do it. Uh, I've watched it. I probably will have to rewatch the season, uh, which would not be a problem because this season was effing great. I'm telling you right oh, now. Oh, you, you know what it. I want for this show? I want you and your wife to record some <laughs> audio for me. Oh, okay. Well, I, I can maybe attempt to, to get that happening. Um, Did she not like it? No, she loved it too. I mean, I'm telling okay. you right now, season one was the same way. She was more amped to watch it than I was at times. Like she wanted to get that next episode in. I'm like, okay, we'll do it. She wants, she loves this glow show, but you should watch Barry, Jeff. Okay. In a world of 1 million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.